Hi, Kim. Hello, Hi, Rubina. How are you? How are you doing? Oh, look, trying to ca play catch up. <laughs> so in the process of that, I missed my uh, missed my words the other day, uh, yet last night. So yeah, my apologies. Okay. Trying to get back on track. Did you did you have a chance to catch up with the, the Zoom? Just this, the Zoom that we did, the class we did on Friday. Um, I yeah, I did the one with the quizzes. Uh, I, okay. I did that, um, and I haven't seen the. I went to look for the one this to this morning. Uh, for this one prior to it that I missed, and I haven't seen it uploaded yet. I wasn't sure. Hello, Kim. It's not, hi, it's not ready just yet. No, uh, it's okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll make sure I get onto it though. Hi, Judy. Uh, you, hi, Judy. Hi. So, there. How did you find it? How? Hi, Judy. Yeah, I, it was really, um, it was really cool. I was just saying, like on the thing before, how you guys just kind of that first word of just trying to explain that, and then all of a sudden getting into that process and and going back through that whole um, getting into that mode of nutting it out, and it, it it seemed to go really smoothly after that. You know, um, yeah, it was interesting watching it. The uh, the thing I would like like to see, and I know that you probably can't do it, is is the chat. If you had the chat on there while you're watching the recording, you could see what's going on. Because <laughs> I can hear you guys talking about what's going on in the chat, but it's uh, you're trying yeah. to look, you know, yeah, that's the only part. I, I haven't figured out the option to record with the chat. That's why yeah. you can often save it on the side. And that's why we we try to read what's written in the chat. And then, <laughs> and then it's yeah, captured that way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very good. That I is a the, what's that, Judy? I hear I missed a doozy on set day and I was begging, can I please watch it before this today? So I'm going to yes. be halfway through, but that's all right. I'm so sure I'm it's here, all reason. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Yes, I'm great. Hi, Carol. How was for you Friday class? How was that? Uh, it was good. It was good. Um, and then today I spent four hours going through all of the live and making a document. My document's like, let me see. Let's see, how long is it? It's like over 300 lines long. <laughs> and it's just grabbing all the nuggets and all the things you guys say for the definition. So for one word, I could have, you know, Rovina, Nat, Gareth, the maxim, anybody that's saying stuff, and I've got it like under the word, so it's helping me to understand the word even more. So yeah. Are you posting that for all of us? <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm at April second. I still have to get through. I I wanna. I I I'm hoping it'll make sense to people. It's making sense to me, but you know. Yeah. And what was the, if you could narrow down to like the main thing you learned on Friday, what can you share for those that maybe missed it? That, that you were like, holy crap, like, thank you for bringing clarity to that. Oh, um, oh man, just give me a second. Hang on. Um, good question for everyone that was there on Friday, Scott. Barry, Joanne, please have your answers ready. What was your so biggest the, aha? The sort of the diff, um, 
where Jody talked about the trustees and that the liable the, the, the liable pays, the beneficial receives. Like I kind of knew that, but it was like one of those things where you're like, okay, that that like it just, I don't know. It everything was awesome. Um uh, and the deed coming from duality. I don't think there was a couple of things that I asked. Well, just one queen. That's all we okay, need. Yeah, go just ahead. I'm, I'm gonna mute. I'm gonna mute. Who else wants to share their biggest takeaway from Friday's class? I can share. I'm um, just having a better understanding of how the individual's title or role that they're playing changes and when that transitions. So grantee, grantor, grantee, or grantee, grantor, beneficiary, which is the more desirable um, sequence. And that I got, I made five mistakes on the test and I should not have made five mistakes, but it was, I get very nervous writing tests. So I have been reading the tests over and over and over to internalize them better. And it's really very concise and accurate facts that are digestible. So if you print the tests out and highlight the correct responses, it really is a very effective way, in, in my opinion, to study. Um, I like what you said, and I wanna to touch on something because I know that a lot of us have been told through school that we get nervous before tests. And that's where the 70% really comes in. You can set intentions to be dialed with the information, to ask the channel. So you don't have to go into the test with a landmine. I get nervous because I know you have huge wings and this goes for all of us. This is where we can alchemize that energy into, okay, ask that you bring in and that the, any, any energy of the equity can be channeled in and brought through you so that you can learn and you can even ask specifically for equity eyes. You can, so if you go into a test, you're like, okay, I would like to activate my equity eyes, please, and allow that allow that to come in accurately, clearly, and equitably. And there you go. And see, you're going in with a totally different feel and energy because this is preparing you if and when you have to go in front of a judge. So let's not landmine this, let alone, you know, and going. I, I will say the questions and the way that we, if you don't mind me expanding a little bit more, the questions and the way we talked about them helps you to step back from the words of the questions and in your head, picture the scenario. So instead of just reading the words and trying to process that, you picture whether it's the triangle or the, the steps of changing um, the labels. And for me, that, that's really helpful picturing that in my head. That's perfect. And that brings me to by a show of hands, can you guys show me which ones really love the visuals? Which, like the ones that are you in here right now, which ones learn best with visuals? Like drawings, diagrams, charts. Carol, just put your hands up. I already know you're in that group. Okay. And that, that really helps us to know. But also, if you're, while you're in the process of learning, draw it out for yourself. Because then it's an energetic memory and learning as, as you're drawing it. That's why a lot of us who love to take notes, it's more than just rewriting the materials. You're hearing it, you're seeing whoever's speaking it or looking, you're imprinting, it's multi-layered. Same thing with drawing. So a little extra tidbit right there. 
My mum just said that to me last night, Kim, about seeing it, writing it, listening to it. That's how she used to teach Sunday school and how, yeah, so it was interesting that you mentioned. Validation at its best. Very good. Does anyone else want to share their biggest takeaway from Friday? Serena, I we saw you in the chat and you had some great takeaways. <clears throat> yeah, um, I've like, you, you know what I've been doing the last two years with common law, then equity, and we had our own group that, you know, we were doing a lot of um, stuff with as well so we could learn together. <laughs> Trust was a big thing for me in regards to just understanding the words you know I'd look at stuff I'd go through it and speak about it and try and break it down and it just was never there so um uh, my Saturday um event was like it just opened up a completely different uh, look at it to understanding because I always try to remember you know you, you're better off being the grantee instead of the grantor and my way of learning was the e comes before o so I could try and remember it because it was never understanding why the why the grantee was the grantee and who the grantor was type of thing. So um, I went away, I went to bed that night and in my head I was talking about liability um, and legal, you know, working out the difference between the two, which is really cool. And I thought, I've got to get up and put this into another little mind map, you know, for myself. So I really enjoyed it and it just made so much more sense to me. Having the complete breakdown, like the questions at first, I did in my own way of understanding it. And then when it went to... Um, you know, the answers, and then we had our answers there and then the real answers that were coming up. And I'm like, sometimes even before we got to a couple of them, I even worked out that I was wrong just through the process of what we were doing. So it was just awesome. Thank you. And I love how you said E before R. <laughs> oh. that was, um, that's another teaching tool that really, really works. Mm -hmm. So thank you. Yeah. All right. Barry, what was your biggest takeaway from Friday? This whole uh, uh, trustee of the equitable title and the beneficiary of the equitable title. That was even through you know, the hours before last or that, that evening's class, we were talking about this and it was hazy. And I knew there was something to it, but I wasn't sure what, and I wasn't getting the right answers to that, to where I had that. Yeah, that's right. I didn't have that. And then when it showed up in the test, I was like, okay, now I'm gonna have to figure this one out. Uh, and uh, to tell you the truth, I listened to the talk from previously, from previously that day. And I shouldn't have listened to that. I should have listened to my heart and I didn't. And I made a mistake with it. And, though, and like I had three mistakes on the test and all three were questions that we had never covered in class. And I had, I had, I probably would have only gotten one wrong if I hadn't listened to what we talked about previously that day. If I had just ignored it and pressed on with what my heart was telling me, I wouldn't have gotten three wrong. Anyways, that was my takeaway that, and I thought about it later on and the trustee of equitable title is different than the beneficiary of equitable title. And I figured out what the difference is later on that day. And okay, that's right, that's right. And then when I went and checked the answers, yeah, I was right. Okay, so I wanna take a step back and look at the bigger picture for you. You said you got three wrong, but really did you get anything wrong if it led you to trusting your wings and your inner guidance more? 
and oh, solidified. I yeah, I so I just want to look at that. I'm not saying anything you said was wrong. Absolutely not. I'm saying, okay, you got three wrong, but what you got from it was much greater. And I wanted to make sure that the whole family captured that for themselves too. Yeah, yeah. And, and the, whole, the, whole, the whole thing is, it's a learning process. And you're going to make mistakes because nobody's going to get it first time out of the shoot perfectly right. You have to trust your heart in it. What's the spirit saying to you? He's leading you into truth and knowledge here. What are you listening to? What are you going to listen to your, to a fear? Are you going to listen to a confusion? Or are you going to listen to what you know is right and follow that? Anyways, the bottom line is there were, there were, uh, there was that issue with the trustee of equitable and the beneficiary of equitable title. That was the takeaway for me that trust my heart. Thank you, Barry. That's, thank you for that. And I'll really like to ask Scott, how was for you, Scott? And you had your hand up as well. How was Friday class for you? Friday, Friday class was great for me, actually. Uh, of course, I, I enjoy them all though. So I'm a little biased, but um, I, I agree with Barry for me the trustee of the equitable title and the uh, beneficiary of the equitable title, because it's something that we can't see or haven't seen up till now. It's always been kind of behind us where we didn't have access to it. So uh, seeing that, how that all blends and fit, makes everything work uh, was great. But there was a second takeaway that I really enjoyed from that. And that was no matter how good your memory is, if they restructure the answers or even reframe the question a little bit, you can get it wrong. I'm not sure what my actual final tally was for the Friday exam, but because I didn't see it, but um, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun I, and I hope we do more of them. Thank you, family. Okay, before we start, as always, we have to align to the spirit of equity. Loved ones, trust us. There's a reason you want to do our meditation. You need to align to spirit, clear the day, take back all of your energy, return any energy that's not yours. Make sure you ground. Okay, so we're going to do this meditation. It's a quickie. It's only seven minutes. Hang in there. And then we're going to jump into our course. Okay, loved ones, let's begin with our Equity Quickie Meditation. We are setting intentions here to connect to a higher power, to cleanse and clear ourselves of any energy that is not for our best and highest good, and more importantly, that is not ours, to flush ourselves to attune ourselves to source and of course to the energy of equity and so with that let's begin by taking some deep breaths in through your nose and out your mouth visualize beautiful cleansing healing white light entering your nose filling up your lungs 
as you exhale, you release any and all energy that is not yours. Deep breath in, visualizing crystalline energy coming in. And again, exhaling all that no longer serves you. with equity 
that it comes in accurately, clearly, and easily. Allow this flow of energy now to move through your body. You are connecting to Source more than you ever have. Feeling this energy rushing through your hands and feet. Now driving into the belly of Mother Gaia. She gets to benefit from this healing light as well. And in return, she grounds you. She holds you safe and securely against her belly, protecting you as you learn these new truths. This is how we clear our energy, loved ones. This is how we connect to a higher power, to spirit, to equity. This is how we return energy that is not ours. More importantly, this is how we feed. This is how you fill your cup. And so, fill it. Enjoy these few moments as you get in the flow of spirit and with the frequency of equity. Hello, loved ones. I know I'm one short right now, but not really. Darren is always here, but there's a reason for this. But in the meantime, we are aligned with Father, with ourselves, with Mother Gaia, with equity. And when we understand that everything's already happened, Spirit knows the message that you need to know at the end of class today. So let's set intentions now. Holding your cards, a book, the Bible, I don't care, grab something. You could grab a menu if you wanted to. Spirit will find a way to get its message to you if you're so aligned, which means you set intentions. If you set intentions, you engage spirit. And so with that, connect to heart center, to all that is, to Mother Gaia, make sure the connection is in place and set intentions now to pull the perfect card that you need to see after class. Do not look at this card and put it aside, please. Positive, 
positive thoughts create positive results. This is why we do intentions. This is why we connect with equity. Because when we do this, then we can be care be aware of the love and the light that was that is within each of us and every situation. Well, here's the thing. Is there any light in Satan's world? Is there any light in his words? That's our job. That's what we're doing right now. This is the whole reason for the crayon applesauce. We're going to be introducing pablum soon. That's the next level. And that's okay because Satan made his world and his words spells. You can see how he's kept us chasing our tail for so long. And it took chosen ones it took people who understood i need to get grounded first of all and align with spirit why because if i'm going to go down and we're going to send loved ones into satan's pit to grab his words they have to be strong enough to be able to have the wings to make them lighter and that's what we're doing here i told divergence actually about a dream i had last night it was amazing i just bought an easel super excited about it i'm a drawer i'm not a good one but when i talk and i draw people say like pictionary i rocked at. like i did really good even though when you i looked at it afterwards i'm like that makes no sense but as long as you can draw it in the moment as long as it goes click 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 and you can retain it that's all that matters and so i was in a court i have nothing but equity dreams right now I come back from dreams talking about the definitions of words. It's just amazing how much knowledge is gained when you're in alignment. Divergence is jumping exponentially. We're able to do this for you, loved ones, because of how aligned our 70% is. We can hear it, we can see it now. And now it's about making it lighter so that the rest of the world can. And I was in court and she said something so red. All I could see was red. I didn't know anything she said. And I said, I, I need you to repeat that again, Your Honor. And I have to write it on my easel. And I remember the defendant, because that's where he was. He's a defendant, had a big problem with that. And I said, excuse me, Your Honor. I know my rights. I'm allowed and afforded space to understand the question that you are asking me. So I just need you to write it down or I just need to write it down. And I start breaking down all the words. Okay, so she's this, so that crayon, that means that. So she's asking me this, this, and this. Oh, and as soon as I knew what it meant, I spoke it and the, I looked around and the guard was laughing and the woman typing was laughing and the judge was trying not to laugh but they loved it. Satan's world is icky. It's heavy. It's depressing. It sucks the life out of you. So to have 
someone come in that's able to give light in such a dark world. Imagine the power of that. We're doing something very powerful right now, loved ones. And we've learned that the best way to do that is through quizzes. Now stop with any negative talk. Oh, in school, how long ago was that? And was that in Satan's world? You're in equity school. That means you have wings, you have nothing to fear. Don't imprint, leave that shit at the door, shake that off. That's why we did a meditation. So you can go into this next quiz we have planned for you, loved ones. <gasps> That's right. Surprise is right in the beginning. Grab a piece of paper, grab a pen. You're gonna need to write down your answers. Again, this is going to be one of those things where you need to know what you answered. We're gonna make you put it in the chat. You're gonna learn a ton. We, we promise. And this is just us getting started. Okay, we're gonna give you a few minutes. Make sure you're ready. Grab your stuff. Now, it looks like we have approximately 22, 23. So if you are sharing a computer, go grab your phone, get on your Zoom, find a way or take it separately. Set intentions, okay? If you're taking it together to stay in your own space, don't influence each other. This is about your, your te equity temperature. Some things we've gone over, some we haven't. You have the private family to thank for this quiz. They brought in some questions that they felt our live needed to get a little bit more clarity on. They have been upgraded and you're going to learn a ton. So make sure you shake off anything you don't want. You're, you keep your connection. There's 17 questions. So we're going to keep an eye on how many are moving through it. You have some time. We're not going to rush you. We're going to watch the group. If we see that there's some that just are getting a little, but taking a little bit too long and the class is ready to go, we'll give you a warning to wrap it up. All right, family, here we go. See you on the other side. Okay. Hope you wrote down your answers. We're gonna break this down. We're gonna smash it up. When we talk about making applesauce and apple juice, you're going to see we go beyond crayon. This is about lightening up Satan's words. And when we start associating them with lighter, more aligned words, this is the whole thing. Do you think father is gonna say persons and human? Congratulations, you human person. Welcome into the garden. No. This is going to be a different language. So this is about what language do we speak? Okay. Grab your pieces of paper. Here we go. Question number one. Okay. Keeps moving. I don't know why it keeps moving. Okay. Why are we naming a person as the trustee? instead of the Royal Bank. So why are we naming Dar uh, Darren, <laughs> Doris as the person of the trustee 
instead of the Royal Bank? If you answered B, all 14 of you, very good. You are correct. Very good. Why? So there's a person to receive the deed. Doris is an agent of Her Majesty. So she can accept. And then she's capable and able to be able to manage it and to activate any other indentured trustees that may or may not be listed. Okay, so you all got that one right. Very good. So let's move on to question number two. What if the person named as the trustee didn't want the position? Now we've talked about this before. If we have actually a few or a few of you that said it reverts back to the original trustee who sent it. We also have one of you that said the person named is not allowed to do that. So here's the thing. I sent the deed to Doris. If Doris gets it and she's like, you know what? I'm about to retire next month. Like, thank you, but no thank you. She cannot send that back to me. She's been tagged. She's not allowed to appoint trustees at that stage. She has to go to court. A judge is the only one who can appoint a new trustee at that point. It does not get sent back as long as all of the dots are dotted and T's are crossed. And we'll talk about what has to happen for a trust to fail. But if you do it right, that shouldn't be an issue. The reason for that is because no trust can fail for one of a trustee. So once a man or woman creates a trust, it cannot be broken, loved ones. And you need a judge because a new trustee must be appointed in a court of equity. Court of equity. Did you hear that? That's why it doesn't take too long if she doesn't want the job for a new trustee to be appointed. Okay, question number three. What? is or so what what job is not doris's responsibility as the trustee if she is the trustee she is what it starts with l she is what family come on libel yes so what job is doris not liable for what does she not have to do she doesn't have to hold the legal interest b Absolutely. The correct answer is B. She cannot hold the birth certificate and hold all of the legal title. Now, why is that family? Come on. Why can Doris not hold the security interest and be the boss? Conflict of interest. Excellent. Why? Why is it a conflict? Why is it a problem that she has the security interest and she's the boss of it? Come on, family. I'm the judge. Why is that important? Why are you not assigning both of these to Doris? It's why you, have the, it's why you have the indenture trustee in place. To well, but we're talking about this is a conflict of interest. It's a conflict of interest. Why? 
They have two separate roles to play. Why? You've like heard us say conflict of interest. You have activity. to speak to why is it a conflict? Why can Doris not have all, all the things? She may be more because prone you can to only have, You don't want to have access to the legal title, only the, uh, the libel. Come on, find your words, family. Put it in the chat. Come on, find your words. Why can Doris not hold my birth certificate and all of the paperwork? Click over there. Yes, it's a conflict of interest. Why? Is it because uh, she can't be liable and control? Yes, but why? What happens when she has all the goodies, all the titles? The trust collapses. One more time. The trust collapses. No, nope. doesn't collapse. Because it belongs to the crown. The crown owns it, not Doris. True. However, if Doris has everything, what can she do? Mismanage it. She can she, create what? A new trust. Yes, she could write up a new trust. Very good, Judy. Excellent. What? Family, put your hands together, please. We have a greenie in the group who just nailed it. Very good. If I give her everything, she can create fraud. She could go and run a mess. I gave her everything. It's important there's in intermediaries, not indentured trustees, intermediaries that go, you know what? I'm just gonna be the neutral party. I'm gonna hold this so that Doris doesn't do anything silly because she can't. If you remove the problem, is there a problem family? Nope. If she has all the goodies, if she has all the titles, she could write up a new trust. Okay, very good. So this is why it's important that certain parties have certain things. Split it up. Don't put all your eggs in what? One basket. One basket. Yes. <laughs> good. Easy way to remember it. Well done. Okay. What is the security interest? Question number four. Let's see how you all did. Okay. We have a couple of you think that it's your birth certificate representing your legal and equitable titles. Let's start with the five of you who thought that. Your security interest. So you knew it's your birth certificate. Okay. The five of you already knew your security interest was your birth certificate. Now it's about what does that represent? Your legal your equitable or both? Did father issue you a dirty piece of paper, family? Yes or no? No. Exactly. So does your birth certificate re represent father's inheritance? No. Yes or no, no. family? No. Uh, uh. 
So your security interest is A, your birth certificate representing your what, family? Your birth certificate legal represents your what title? Legal title. Legal interest. Legal. That's Satan's thing. That ain't father's. Good. One of you said the trustee, no. It is your birth certificate. It's what has to be changed so that you can feel safe. Yes, Scott. Okay, so I put uh, as well the legal and equitable title only because it's proof of the legal title, which imputes there is an equitable title attached to that because each title has two parts. That's why I said it. it's um, representing both my legal and my equitable because the equitable is attached to that anyways. My throat chakra is on point today, people. <laughs> I said B too. So again, when we're talking about two different titles and what is represented, your idea is your equitable title. It's your equitable entitlement. Now, when we talk about what is the security interest, that's going to be more your legal title. The deed is what conveys the equitable side of it. But you got to give back that thing, understanding this is not me. And if you attach any of father to that, do you see how the judge is going to be like, hmm? See, I, I thought we traded our equitable title with this, the tax ID number uh, for this dirty, filthy, or no, um, we, we took the father's uh, stuff and. Father's was, stuff. What's yeah, father's stuff? Father's equitable title and gave it to the crown to hold. And uh, they gave us this legal title. So we, did, we didn't ask them to hold anything. We left it. Asking them to hold something versus abandonment is very different. No, but with the social insurance number, I mean, when, as soon as we made the tax ideas where we really went wrong. Oh yeah. That's when you're in the game. Yeah. So when we did that, we essentially gave them our, I don't know, I'm going to use the word claim ticket for our valuable foundation identity document. And we took that and gave that away. Uh, What's the question, brother? No, I, I, that's, I'm just saying that's why I put legal and equitable because they're, they're both kind of connected, I thought. But now I'm glad you cleared that up. I, I, I comprehend what Darren meant. Hold on one second, family here. We're talking on the question before, it's, it's interest, security interest. That's why we're defining. We're not defining what the rest holds, only security interest, and that is just legal. Yeah, I see that now. So that's why it's good we do this. Okay. I, I Thank you, Rabina. Darren just said exactly what you said. The security interest only represents your legal title, period. Doesn't matter what you thought, erase it. This is how it is. Okay, so uh, Judy, if you can please mute yourself, sweetheart, that'd be awesome. Thank you. Question number five. Okay. And again, if you have questions, put them in there. If you're like, ah, oh, I just can't move past that. We'll smash it out more for you. But the point is your security interest is what you have to be able to give for your legal 
title. That's the physical evidence of it. Number five, only a legal title has two interests, beneficiary and trustee. Okay, so we had four of you say true, that only a legal title has two interests. So let's, let's just mash this up a, a little bit. That's saying that if you have an equitable title, you can't benefit. There can't be another trust in place with father. There are always two parties when it comes to any title. There's always a beneficiary. There's always a trustee. Wait till we take you through this next diagram. That is going to make this so much clearer. If you answered false, you are correct. A legal title and an equitable title have the beneficiary and the trustee role in place at all times. You're going to see how why we're going to smash this up a little bit more for you, family. Hang tight. If you got questions, again, put them in the chat. That's going to be an important part, and we'll make sure that you keep up on this. Number six, why is it important that we always keep the equitable title? Put your answer in. 13 out of 14 got it correct. Yes, you need the equitable title B to become the beneficiary of it. Very good. We had one say that you need the equitable title to become the trustee and beneficiary of it. You don't want to be the trustee of your equitable title. If you are the trustee, you are paying for God's gift to you. Why would you ever pay for your God-given inheritance, family? Mm-mm, that is not the way it's supposed to be. Okay, so you must possess or possess or own something before you can receive rewards or treats from it. Hear that? You have to possess, which means own something before you can receive rewards or treats from it. We are done with the tricks and now we want the treats. We didn't even know we had an equitable title. Never mind a beneficiary role. This is what's coming in. Yes, you do. We just didn't know about it. All right. Question number seven. What is Jody granting away in the deed? Now we have a spread all throughout this. We have the full legal right, title, and interest. We have B. Some of you said the full legal title only and see a portion of the legal right title and interest. The majority of you said see if you said that you are correct. Now you have to remember with this deed. I'm only giving a portion of it to RBC. I'm not giving all of it. I gave a portion in the deed. That's what it says, a portion. When I give a portion, they have a portion of the legal right, of the title and of the interest, not the full. Okay. The remaining amount reverts back to who? Come on, Valley. Who's, who's the rest go to? Does it go back to me? 
Her Majesty, Majesty. the Angels. Who? Her Majesty. Family, keep going. Who? I want to hear more. Doris. Keep going. Us? When I grant a portion of, so I've released my birth certificate. I've given a portion of it to Doris to give to RBC, blah, blah, blah. Where's the rest go? In trust. Pardon? Put it in. Into the trust. To your trust. Who? Royal Bank. Trust is not a who. Who now takes it? Who now owns it? Who's RBC. now possessed of it? RBC and RBC Direct and Doris. Mm. No. Come on, family. The Crown Majesty. Thinking the Crown also. Who else thinks, thinks the Crown? Me. Scott, don't change your answer then, brother. You were correct in the beginning. It goes back to Her Majesty. Yes, it goes back to the rightful owner. Why would I take back the rest of it? Am I not possessed of it? And we already know if I have the legal title, can I benefit from it? Yes or no? No. No, exactly. The remaining amount goes back to Her Majesty. Question number eight. The security interest is perfected when? Okay, we got it. It's a spread all through it. We have the security interest is perfected when it's in the possession of the new trustee. No. When the ink is dry. No. I could sign my paperwork if it sits on my desk. Is it perfected, family? No. When you remember and express your intent, we had some of you say this. But again, I can remember all I want. I can express it on a deed. It's not until it hits the mail system. Question number D, once the package is registered in the mail system. Why is that family? For the four of you that got that correct, why is the security interest perfected once it hits the mail system? Why is it important that the mail system puts that it's on recorded. there? It's recorded on the system. Registered with the Delivered when it's put into the mail postal system. Exactly. It is deemed delivered, done the moment you mail it. Oh, what happened? can I just say we did the word delivered on our live today and did it rock or what? <laughs> <laughs> just saying, people, check yes, it out. Yes. So if you don't know what delivered means, please reroute and divert yourself to our live channel. Beautiful. All right. Okay. Does that make sense? Now we've used this terminology before, but when the ink is dry, but it's what are we talking about when we said that? So this is where it's important to understand. It's perfected once it hits the mail system. It's tag. It's now in the system. The system Satan recognizes. This is why divergence, whenever we do any form of mailings, we always try and time it on certain days and times. 
February 22nd, 2022 was a big day for us. Just saying. Question number nine. What sequence of positions are ideal when perfecting your interests? Please put your answers in, family. What'd you say? This one actually got upgraded this morning. Darren literally woke up out of his sleep going, oh, make sure you put this in the answers. Now, it shouldn't have caught you very much. If you understand or understand positions, when you start walking yourself through this and what each position is, you should have got it. All right, let's talk about this. Question number eight, because you guys are all over for the answers. Settler. Can I settle something before I know about something? True or false, family? Yes or no? Can no. I settle something before I know about something? No, you can't. Uh, exactly. The settler can never come before the grantee and grantor. Until you remember, you can't settle anything. Okay, so it's not A. C, so the grantee, grantor, beneficiary. So can I have something and deliver something to be settled to be the beneficiary of something before I make it clear? The settler no, has to be in there. And that's why the grantee, grantor, grantee, beneficiary, nope, it is B. Grantee is, I have the titles. I remember. I have an idea. The settler is part of the deed, doing all the deeds so that it's done. And then once that's done, the grantor position, again, we're still the grantor, we deliver it so that we can become the beneficiary. And the settler attaches the consideration. And we're going to be talking about that in a minute. So you want to have the thing so that you as the settler can attach value to it. Hear that? The settler attaches value. That's a huge part of what the settler does. The settler attaches the value and then delivers it to the new trustees so you can get the benefits or the rewards. I'll say it again. The settler attaches the value to the thing, the remembering. Then we become the grantor to give it to the rightful owner. And as a, a reward, very good, we get the results. We get the treats. Okay, so we introduced another aspect. It doesn't go from grantee to grantor to beneficiary. We have to still attach value to be able to convey that and to have the, the, the titles transfer. Serena. Um, I think I was getting confused there with what... <clears throat> The set law was. I was thinking. I think I thought felt like the set law was the sort of like the end of it or something like that. And we had to. We were started off as the grantor and wanted to become the grantee, which is why I think I got confused with all that because I it went all, from grantee yeah. to it's grantor. Grantee. 
The grantee has to remember, the grantee has both titles. So this is the part going, wait a minute, I'm not this person. And I have an equitable title out there and a lost and found somewhere. So that gives you the ability to now settle things to be able to go, okay, this is how I want things to go, then grant the idea and then get the benefits of it. We don't and start as grantor. You can't grant something that you don't know you have. You don't start a grantor. The grantor is just the delivery system. It's just the conveyance. It's the it's tr moving the information. It's the envelope. Okay. Does that give a little bit more clarity for you? And last meeting, we talked about the importance of not being at war with the system you're in. It served you. And for you to realize that this is yours, you need to be at peace with, okay, this is my position. I can settle this matter and then transfer it over. I just want to link that back because that was, it's something that in some of us still needs to settle in itself. And also Liam, you have really fantastic questions. Can you please ask your question right now? Because I think it will bring clarity for others as well. Um, yeah, I thought that if you're perfecting your interest, we're talking about, wait, can you guys hear me? Okay, I thought if we're perfecting our interest, we're talking about the legal and the equitable interest being perfected, as far as I understood. And I thought we were not settlers because the settlor is the one who made the title, like that made the equitable title from the beginning or the legal. When you have your legal title, we didn't make it. We just need to make it right. The settler makes it right. The way things should be. Um, okay, can you do one question at a time there, brother? Say the first one. Um, I thought uh, perfecting your interests means perfecting your legal and equitable interests, like the titles, right? And clearing that up, getting them to where they're supposed to be. By perfecting our legal title, we perfect by default our equitable title. It happens automatically. Okay, next question. Um, I thought that settlers were the one who made the thing from the beginning, but now I think I understand that the settler is one that settles something that is making something right. Right? or engaging the new relationship so um again when you look at father's first settlement his first trust when we look at now our you know the the new settler as far as when we realize where we are in the situation it's about okay now i remember that i'm not this person and now I have to create something. So a deed is done to clean my hands. And that's where we're doing the deed. And the, for instance, the title deed, and we're doing the trust, and we're building all this paperwork around it so that we can grant that. But as the settler, we have the ability to make things right because we own the things. I think that's going to be the key remembering of this is that the settler can only make a trust when he owns it and adds value. 
Does that make a little more clarity for you? Where do you oh, perfect. How are we doing? Any more questions on that one? I know that one's a little tricky. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, I was going to ask your question, Serena. So if you want to ask the one from before, I think it'd be a fantastic time to do it. Oh, okay. I was going to ask a new one for this one as well, but I'll do the um, the one before also and then um, see if I can just get that around my head. I just want to get the picture of the grantee set or grant or beneficiary. The one before was what happens when you register, you register your package in the mail, because I was torn between that and the first one, and it never gets to the other end. Mm. Please hold. Am I supposed to say something else? Okay, so you can take a copy of your receipt because again, it's registered. And a copy of your deed, which was what was supposed to be done. And you can take that now to a judge. And you can have it enforced. You showed you did your due diligence. That's why it's important to send a registered mail. So you have a receipt. Because from that moment in time when it was registered into the system, you were no longer liable. You tagged it. You were no longer trustee. That's why it's so important not to receive anything back. As soon as you do, you are now trustee. You go right back into the grantee position instead of beneficiary. Scott. So when we um, do the registered mail with this, is it important to use, like in my country, it's Canada, is it important to use a Canada Post money order or is it okay debt notes? Or should you buy a bunch of stamps? Or does it matter? Money order is better. But Darren's saying if, if you can't pull it off, use the means in which you can and have. Okay. Sorry, Sorry I had a, one more question. Read this. Yeah. Grantee, settler, grantor, beneficiary. <clears throat> um, I've written down everything that you sort of said, but it's not quite. Um, can you give a uh like a sample of the process when that happens so that i can just yes, get it in absolutely head. queen it's coming up like you wouldn't believe huge diagrams we got grantees grantors settlers all over the place in fact we already have four diagrams released on friday which will be coming out which will really help you see each position and we're going to take that even deeper when it comes to adam and eve and satan in the beginning Oof! wait till you see these diagrams when you see the positional changes that happen and the new trusts and the breaches of trust. It's just going to blow your mind. So yes, that's exactly where we're going. So hang tight. Let's get through these questions. Number 10, the silver coin on the birth certificate is what adds value and allows the legal title to move. We had one of you say false. The correct answer is true. You need real money to transfer a legal title. It's the silver is what adds value, allows the titles to change. You can't use Satan's money to perfect yourself. The garden, the kingdom does not accept debt notes. You have to put something real, tangible, 
from the earth. It's like you're trying to attach sin. Darren's saying, if you attach Satan's money, it's like attaching sin to try and move your title. That's dirty. Okay. Question number 11. Here we go. The trust will fail for the following reasons. Ooh. Let's see how you did. Okay. So we had some of you choose the settler has named themselves as the trustee and the beneficiary. That is true. But it will also fail when the settler cannot prove he's the full owner of the assets in the trust. If I'm making a trust and I don't own what I'm saying I do, the trust is going to fail. The trust will not fail if the trustee refuses the role. Why? Why, family? Because no trust can what? Come on, what's the maxim? No trust? Fail for a want of a trustee. Oh, love it. That's my language. Very good. <laughs> no trust can fail for want of a trustee. The appointed trustee would have to go to a judge. We've talked about this. The judge would appoint a new trustee. That's why a trust can never fail. Otherwise, the trustee is liable. Okay. Huge. Excellent. Let's go into number 12. What is a title deed? Okay. So now we're talking a little meaty words here. When we talk about a title in a deed, this is where we like to split up the words so that we can get clear on what each of the meanings are. All of our family who took the quiz here today is all over the map. So put your answers in there. Do you think it's a special piece of paper? that you attach to your birth certificate to show you own the rights and interests of the legal title. Nope. It is not a special piece of paper that shows that you own the rights and interests to the legal title. No. And it's not even C. It is D. It is a special piece of paper that shows you own the rights and interests to your legal and equitable title. It's the whole remember here's the legal here's the equitable you are coming in your duality it is proof that you have power over something that you can speak on behalf of something because it's yours okay so the correct answer is d all right we only got a couple more here family and then we'll take a little break Number 13, why do we want to transfer the legal title away? Which means, why do I want to give my birth certificate away? The correct answer, which majority of you got, is all of the above. I don't want to be possessed by the person, the all caps. I cannot access my equitable title if I hold it. And because I want to give someone else the trustee position of the legal title so that I can be the beneficiary. So if you answer D, you are correct. Number 14, what best describes a trust indenture? We've talked a lot about this, especially on our live. We have some that thought it was some, someone that you put your teeth into. Nope. Reason being, indentured means more than one party. 
this is more than actually two parties actually. So it can't be something where you can put your teeth into one person. Trick question. It is a piece of paper that says how a special relationship works. Yes. And that's why D is the correct answer. It is a magical piece of paper between two or more persons or things. Okay, this is why Doris and RBC and RBC Direct Investments, we have things that are those trust indentures. All right, so indenture means two or more. It's a trust where there's a special relationship with two or more parties. That's all you gotta remember. Number 15, the trustee of the equitable title is true or false, I know. We missed the part of the question, our, our apologies family. Here, we're gonna do a live one. I don't care what you put, you didn't know the answer. But for the record, always choose true. Always side on positive for any future questions where things are missing. Here is the question, family. Ready? The trustee of the equitable title is the one who is liable, pays, and takes care of what father promised us. True or false? Kim, if you can copy and paste that, please, into the chat so you can visually see it. Put your answer in. Don't look at what the other family is saying. The trustee of the equitable title, which means the one who's supposed to pay for my God-given inheritance is someone who should have to be liable, pay, and take care of what Father promised me. True. If you are paying for your equitable title, Darren said, you were off course. We messed up. Why would you ever pay for father's gift unless you messed up? It's that simple. Okay, very good. Question number 16. Once we become the beneficiary of our equitable title, who is the new trustee? The new trustee is Her Majesty. It always goes back to her. If we are benefiting, she's paying, or we're paying, and she's benefiting. It's one or the other. It's that simple for each equitable title and the legal title. Someone's paying, someone's benefiting. Number 17, what is the definition of beneficiary of the legal title? Let's see what you guys said here. Okay, so oh, family, what's going on here? Oh, very good. Question number seven. Okay, so who is the 
I'm just looking at your answers here. What is the definition of beneficiary of the legal title? Some of you chose the one who gets re rewards for coming back to life. Yes. Yes. But five of you said the one who gets rewards for holding the legal title. Family, do you ever get rewards for holding Satan's piece of ass title birth certificate? Yes or no? Will you ever benefit in Satan's world? Yes or no? Shake your heads nope. accordingly. Monica, I can't see you. Nick, I can't see you. Serena, do you ever benefit with a legal title? Yes or no? No. No. So what is the definition of a beneficiary of the legal title? It is A and B, someone who gets rewards from waking up from the spell and someone who, which is B, the, sorry, I have to move my screen, the one who gets rewards for coming back to life. It is not the one who holds the legal title. You will never, when we know there are two parties, a beneficiary, and a trustee of a legal title. You will never benefit. You will not come back to life. Her Majesty has to own that. Monica. Yeah, I, I got confused on that one because it says beneficiary of the legal title. And I thought the legal title, they're there isn't a beneficiary and you wanted to give it away. No, so once oh, give it no, away, stop. No, how okay. can there not That's be a beneficiary when there's a beneficiary and a trustee of every title? Well, what I mean by there's no benefit. So the rewards for holding the legal title is you get to pay everything. So that's not in, in our definition of reward. It's not no. really a reward, but that's kind of so. Help me understand the confusion because there's still confusion in my mind. I don't understand your confusion, Queen. <laughs> You'll have to break that down a little more. What okay. is the definition of beneficiary of the legal title? So is someone benefiting from the legal title who doesn't wake up from Satan's spell? Can I benefit from my legal title if I never wake up? I don't think so. <laughs> you no. How can you benefit when you don't remember? How can you benefit unless you come back to life? Other we have dirty hands. We're in the image of Satan. Can you benefit when you're in the image of Satan? Yes or no, Queen? No. Very no. Good. Can so you a, go ahead? Mm -hmm. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so here, he, listen and walk yourself through it. It's just, mm -hmm. we got to make it lighter for you. That's all. Mm -hmm. Just always remember there's a beneficiary and a trustee of the legal title. We've been the trustee. We've been paying for the legal title. Now we're talking about what happens when we are not paying for the legal title. When we're not liable, what happens then? We wake up. What else happens? We come to life. What else, what else happens? Do we hold the legal title? No. We can't benefit from the legal title if we are possessed. 
That's all you got to know. All right. Thanks. <laughs> yep. And just listen to that a couple times because we know this is a tricky one. That's why we're trying in the diagram that we're about to show you, it'll help you understand what happened. You know why it's so abstract for us to wrap our brains around benefiting from the legal title? Because we never have. So this is why we have to look what happens when I'm benefiting from the wrongdoing I agreed to. So what's the opposite of what I'm experiencing right now? Subrogate what you're experiencing. If you have a birth certificate and a social insurance number, you we're not getting rewards yet. There's no rewards. We're not awake yet. Uh, Rabina, I'm going to let you explain this a little more from your understanding. Okay, sorry, I was just doing something else. Could you please repeat that again? Sorry about that. We're talking about the definition of beneficiary versus the trustee of the legal title. We've always been the beneficiary, but when we start breaking down what, I'm sorry, we're used to the trustee. So when we start talking about beneficiary, most of us don't know what that means. So we can just hash that out and break it down a bit more for our family. Okay, perfect. So uh, the difference between being a trustee is being liable. We already defined this. The beneficiary is the one whom enjoys things. He doesn't have to be liable for the things that he's enjoying. So in our case, regarding the birth certificate, because we have claimed to be and identify with it, we're in possession of it, we were liable for anything related to the person. So we needed to pay for anything related to the point that we weren't the beneficiary because we were holding the legal title. And we know that the legal to be the beneficiary, you need to be able to have the equitable title. That's where you are beneficiary, not to holding both. When you hold both, you're a grantee. The grantee is the one holding both titles and gets to enjoy pretty much nothing. Okay, and then, so Monica, turn on your mic. I want to ask you a question. Okay. This is going to help you kind of hash out a little bit more. When you're the beneficiary, mm -hmm. are you getting rewards or, or are you liable? You're getting rewards. Okay. So we already know we are talking about the rewards of the legal title now, right? Right, right. Do, so look at answer C now. Mm -hmm. Do we get rewards from holding the legal title? No, but I think what I was, well, how I was thinking was that the, there was the crown used to get them, but then when we switch it, then we get them. So I guess that's where I was, my brain was going. But it doesn't matter when we're it does so they're just saying look at the question mm -hmm. doesn't matter what go come back to the present as far as listening to the question 
Can you receive rewards and goodies and treats from father when you're holding Satan's piece of paper? Yes or no? No. no. Okay, but isn't the beneficiary of the legal title before we do all this is the crown. So technically the one who gets the rewards for holding the legal title is the beneficiary of the legal title, but it's not us, it's the crown at the beginning. But we're talking, it doesn't matter where we are in the position. Mm -hmm. This is, if you are the beneficiary, the this is where you're, you're going to different places and I need you just to stay in the question. Mm -hmm. You don't get rewards or treats if you hold the birth certificate. You cannot be a beneficiary is the point of the legal title when you hold it. So that's the space that we're and the question that's being asked here. We're not asking who's in that position right now. We're asking what is the definition of someone benefiting from a legal title? When are you in that position? I would have thought that that was the beneficiary of the equitable title is the person who wakes up and comes read back. the question, Monica, what <laughs> is the definition of benefiting off of Satan's birth certificate? Okay. Got it. <laughs> so the, what the definition of be benefiting off of Satan's legal title is waking up and getting the rewards of coming back to life. The benefits of the legal title never happen. It's a trick question when you're holding it. Holding, that's the key word. When you hold a legal title, you will never benefit. That's the trick question. That's the trick answer. Can I add a little bit to that? So yes. because we're holding the title, the queen, the crown is benefiting. So when we go and we give it back, like Jody gave, part of it to Doris and RBC and the other part goes to the crown. She's not holding it. She gets to benefit because they're holding. So we hold, they benefit. They hold, we benefit. Now each title, so your, your legal creates two interests, a trustee and a beneficiary. Your equitable title creates two interests, trustee and beneficiary. So just because you do it to, on the legal doesn't affect the equitable per se in this instance. So in the legal, okay, your birth certificate, you're holding it, crown is benefiting. We're gonna give it to the crown or Doris partially, doesn't matter how you do it, the crown will, it belongs to her, we're gonna benefit. They're saying if you're holding your birth certificate, how can you receive any benefits if your hands are full? You can't. One more here, Monica. I want you to look at question, this question here. And actually, um, Kim, can you please copy and paste the whole thing so that Monica can see it? I think that's a problem. You can't it's see here. it. No, it's here. I, it's it? in okay. front of me. Yeah. All right. So what is the definition of a trustee of the legal title? Now look at the answers. Subrogate the question. Is a trustee of the legal title, someone who wakes up from Satan's spells, someone who comes back to life, or does the trustee of the legal title, is that the one who holds it? 
So that's why the answer, if we subrogate it, is C. So what is the definition of benefiting from the legal title? You come back to life. What is the definition of the trustee of the legal title? The one holding it who's possessed. Okay, so I know. So this is why, Monica, I really want you to focus on this question, wrapping your understanding around it and finding words for it. This is a question we want you to take on so that you can explain it to the family. So that you can get clear on what is the beneficiary of the legal title, what is the trustee of the legal title, so you understand the two roles and the definition between them. It's just the questions tricking you, and it was meant to. We will use the answers and the questions to trick you and send you down rabbit holes. They right? Because that's what the judges do. That's what the court systems do. And you'll only go down a rabbit hole when you don't understand it. When you go, wait a minute. I know I can't benefit from my legal title if I'm holding it. Ever. That's why none of us are benefiting. We're not getting any treats. We're not getting any goodies right now from the system. That's why we pay interest, taxes, because we are in possession of it. Once we give over the possession of it, we come back to life. We're not dirty anymore. We have clean hands. We wake up from the spell, but we can't have all of that happen if we're still possessed of it. Okay, family, take a five minute break. We'll be back. Okay, family. The frustration that you might feel going through this, perfectly normal. Satan's words are heavy. They're dirty. They're yucky. They're full of death. So our private family experiences firsthand. Divergence experiences when we had to crayon equity. It brings up stuff. You get flustered, irritated, perfectly normal. But we got 14-year-olds and 16 and 18-year-olds getting this. So it's possible. And when we start breaking down, that's why I keep going like this, the trust, the new trust that happened. And an interesting event happened today because Kim and I got online in the morning bringing in today's course. And we had a bit of a diagram that Spirit had me draw. And I was getting online to talk to Kim so she could digitalize it for me. And we got three parts in and we completely took a left and all of this information came in today. This is going to bring a lot of the Bible in the original trust, the amended trust, we're going to break this down a little bit more. Sorry about that, family. And as Kim and I were doing this, 
we were breaking it down again, making a visual. Very few in this arena of equity can do visuals. We can't even do words. We fumble over our mouth when it comes to even breaking that down. We, so to do it in a visual takes it to another level. So as we started doing this, I got an original imprint. And then as we started breaking it down to be able to, again, make it lighter, we went on a different route. But by doing that, oh my goodness, did we get clarity. We were going through this going, oh, this is amazing. Our family's gonna love this. This is gonna awaken so many people. It's gonna connect so many of your dots. And that test you just took is gonna help you see where your current, it's at current temperature. This is what I know to be, it's okay. You're not wrong. It's just, hey, this is what, this is my current understanding of things. And now we're gonna give you a visual so that you can start applying what you used to know to what you need to know, especially if you want divergence remedy. This is all applicable. And that's why I love that divergence always brings back scripture, Father. Starts tying things together so we can start seeing, wow, this, this is so grand. And with that, here we go. So this is gonna be a beast when we're done with it. You should see, this is one fraction of a whole tree that we have. And I can't wait to see what this looks like at the end of it, but here is one leg of it. We had to, you're, you'll be able to print this all off on one PDF. So we, we have three PDFs coming, one where you can print it all off and one where you can print it off in two sections so that we don't have, I don't have to always go like this to be able to see, nor do you, and you can write notes because there's a lot of notes, family, that we're leaving out of here that will be on the wisdom system. We will speak the answers to anything you need to know. It's just whether you have the equity eyes, whether you are a vibration where you can hear it and align to it. That's why the 70% is so important. If you're finding irritation with inequity, we recommend you strengthen your 70%. You'll only see the 30% when your 70% aligned. Get that. So with that, let's get into this. Kim, let's break this down. Let's smash this up, family. Wait till you see this. Okay, so we talked about this before. But we had to branch off and talk about the little positional changes and dances that took place from the very beginning in the Bible. So we already know father and creator is the original grantee grantor. Put in the chat family. Why is he the original grantee grantor? Come on. Let's see. You Spread need to know, put it in the chat, speak it out. I don't care. Let's hear it. That's right. 
start it all from there, Serena. He was the creator by right of creation. Creator was the, the grantor of dominion to us. And again, because he could, he could offer life. He had the equitable title. There was no legal title back then, family. This is one thing we started bringing in. And we're going to talk about when the legal title was introduced. Okay, so we know it all started with father. He had an idea. He conveyed it through a breath of life. Love it. In the beginning, there was only the equitable title. That's all there was. That's why there was no grantee, grantor for Adam and Eve. There was no game. Okay, so now Adam's benefiting. Yay. Because he doesn't want to be the trustee of Father's Trust. Father's original trust. Who's the original grantee and grantor? Who made the original trust? Father. Eve, there was an amendment to the trust when she came into the picture. She too became a beneficiary. Now let's branch it down. Now look what happens. Because they had the equitable title, they could be grantees. They held the thing. When we talk about grantee grantors, when you hold your equitable and your legal title, there was no legal title back then, which means as long as Adam and Eve held the equitable title, which they did, they were father's children. They could grant it. So because they had the equitable title, enter grantee. Do you see the grantor doesn't come before that, right, Serena? They couldn't grant it unless they had it. So they had the ability to grant it away. How did they do that? With the first event. Yes, technically father was the first event, but you know what? Event as far as when a settler had to get engaged to make things right, okay, Kim? Oh, sorry, that's just one page. Sorry, leave it. My apologies. <laughs> I'm so used to scrolling up. Uh, no, if you can just put that right back the way it was, that was awesome. Thank you. Then it engaged the first event. What was the first event? The accepted sin by consuming Satan's apple. So Adam and Eve accepted as grantee the apple, indented it, uh. when Adam and Eve fornicated with sin, they took possession of the legal titled and created duality. It was in the first event. It was the accepting the legal title enter duality we now have legal we now have equitable 
good and evil. Okay, I know. So hear this out. As a result of this event, it terminated father's trust. Hear that. It terminated father's trust. There was a breach of trust, as they call it. Adam and Eve lost their equitable title, right, and interest. Remember that, family. When we're talking about titles, there's a title, there's a right, and there's an interest. When you give something away, you give all of it. You can't give your title and keep your rights and your interest. It doesn't work that way. You give it all or you keep it all. So when they bit the apple, they gave their equitable title to Satan. Satan accepted as grantee. Satan says, I accept your equitable title. And I will become the beneficiary of it now. And now that I have it, right? Once you have it, what can you do, family? Once you have everything, you can what? What? Starts with a G. Give it away. Grant it. Grantor. Grantor. Keep going. I need more than one. Grantee. Grantor. Grantor. I already accepted it. Satan accepted, sorry, he accepted the equitable title, which means now he can grant and appoint Adam and Eve with their legal sin title. Enter new trustees. Enter death. Welcome to hell, family. And as new trustees, who are they serving now? Their father. They're serving father. us. Are they serving father? No, no. Their new father, the devil. Okay. I, was, I misheard you. So perfect. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're definitely right on that. Because, because of sin, they severed the relationship with their true father. Therefore, they fell under their, their new father. Father's trust terminated. Engage yeah. Satan's trust. It's much more significant. Wait till we go to the next portion of this. Ready, family? Here we go. What is a result of a breach of trust? A resulting trust. Private family, please tag that. You need to know what a, a resulting trust is. Satan's resulting sin trust. Can Satan make trusts with dead things? Yes or no, family? Can Satan make trusts with dead things? Yes. yes. No, he can only make contracts. Very good. 
Trusts are for the living. Contracts are for the what? Dead. Yes. So we put trust, but let's know what truly engaged. Satan introduced contracts. Humans were birthed from this contract moving forward. Kim? It's going to come in later. Keep going. So angels are out. Dark ones are in. Hear that. Why did I, we, we wanted to touch on this because remember the original trust. Kim, can you bring that one up? Let's look at father's original trust. Let's see who are the trustees, who are the beneficiaries. One moment, family. You want us to say our answers? Nope. I just want oh. you to hold tight there. Sorry. If you have any comments, now's the time to put it in the chat. You got any questions, any ahas, any things you're putting together, put it on the record. Find your words. By finding your words, you start connecting more dots. Kim just needs a moment. I kind of threw her off guard on this one. Boom, look at this, original trust. Family, who are the trustees for father's original trust? The angels. We just booted the angels out with Satan's trust. There is no purpose for them. Father created myriads of angels for us. And we just unemployed them. They all lost their job in the bite of an apple. <laughs> Darren's cracking up in the background. Literally, they all lost their jobs. Think about that. Sinners can't, dead things can't access angels. The angels do their best to get our, their messages to us. But let's be real. Real. So look, the original trustee were the angels, the galactics. Can you imagine the relationship Adam and Eve had with them? Oh, my, the Bible doesn't speak of that, but can you imagine? Because would they not have a relationship? Would they not be conveying their needs? But... A trust was created because there was a breach of trust. So let's go back to the old one here, Kim. Thank you. So because there was a breach, a new contract trust was birthed. Angels out, demons in doesn't matter if you don't like that word that 
This is about what's your position. Don't get mad. It's been a trick that's been going on a long time. Satan's really good at what he does. You're using 10% of your brain, if you're lucky. Of course, you're meant to be deceived. Yes, Kim. can we talk about what came through today? He's How very, about do that, Kim? <laughs> he's very organized. Everything is very organized with Satan. The system, the how he has us in place, and our birth certificates that we're corporations. Well, C O R P in French is body, organized, and live spelled backwards is evil. So if we are organized, and isn't the medical system all about organs? If we are corpse bodies, we are dead. We're no longer connected with our soul. He took that. Yeah, our so souls are it, dead. Pardon me? Our souls are dead. It's souls never die, but that's They're for a whole elemental. I'm souls are head. overlaid. I'm just meaning the 23rd Psalm where David says, he restoreth my soul. It's the restoration of the soul. So it's overlaid. It's no different than the legal title is the shadow of the original thing. Is that the cloak? Well, it's not hidden. It's not hidden once you know. It's very clear once you know. So this is now where we move into the next part of that. Thank you, Kim, because that's a huge part of understanding that. And that's why when we go and we do what we do, why it's so irritating. Divergence and our private family, we have to take breaks and shake things off and move around and clear our energy, which is what we teach in the 70%, because you cannot do this work. You cannot be in Satan's arena and find light unless you have wings. Because this is one imprint we got from spirit and Kim and I were bringing this in today where the reality is, is that we're all in big mud pits and we have these big muddy boots on that's the legal world. And we can choose to be pissed off and throw around mud, which we've talked about, or we can choose to get at peace with it and realize what we need to do to get out of this. So here's what happened. Satan engaged a new trust. Father stays the same. That didn't change. All that changed were the positions. Isn't that what we're trying to do right now? We're trying to subrogate. That's all it ever is. Our equitable title never changes from father. That's why it's just about if you're benefiting or if you're not, if you're biting the apple or if you're not. So what happened from there is Adam and Eve now became the new trustees they're not the beneficiaries anymore they got kicked out of the garden this is why they they engaged the original sin trust 
this is where we believe the first trust happened. The one that all future humans and off springs are born into. Look at that. Oh, it's like when you take a piece of paper and you crumple it, you can iron it. You can do your best, but if you photocopy it, it'll always and forever show those wrinkles. That's the sin that imprinted on every one of their offspring. They were no longer perfect. Here's the thing, and this is, I didn't understand this until today. Once that happened, once Adam and Eve sinned, it was never forgiven. There was no possibility of redemption at that point. Adam and Eve were screwed. So were all their kids. From that point forward, the new trust that engaged with Satan as the beneficiary, the rest of everyone of the babies born would forever be imprinted with this. Hear that. That's the first testament. The first testament was all about having to forgive your sins, to be forgiven. I screwed up, so give this dead goat for my sins. That's legal. Equitable is give for this. It's the, res it's the reverse. Instead of forgive, instead of for give, it's give for. Oh, my left ear is ringing. We're going to go into this a little bit more. And this is why Jesus' resurrection trust was so important, family. His trust introduced the second testament. Where there was hope. Do you see any similarities, family? When things look really dark and we're screwed, and all of a sudden there's a glimmer of light. Jesus resurrection trust brought back our equitable title how his blood paid for our debts it paid for our sins it engaged a new trust for us to be able to bring ourselves back to life but we had to choose it this is a big thing we had to choose it. Okay, family, let's see what questions you have here. Because this is what we wanted to bring in today. This is big. When we start understanding the different positional dances that happened from the beginning, it's going to give us clarity on where we are and the importance of remembering That's all we got today, family. So if you got questions, let us know. You're definitely on to something. Go ahead. 
I was just saying, you're definitely onto something here. And I think as you break this down even farther to a more granular, granular level, you'll see there's even more to this. It's like peeling the onion. Well, we're fully aware of that, brother. We are going to be bringing in the Satan trust because here's the thing, family. Can you take us or actually, Kim, this is perfect where you are. Actually, no, go back to the first one, if you don't mind. The first event. When Adam and Eve accepted sin, that means someone or something was able to grant it to them. How was Satan able to grant sin? Our private family is going to be chopping this one up, but think about it. To be able, for Satan to be able to offer the apple meant he was grantee and grantor. What gave him that ability? Interesting. Do you see the layers? We're going to be going down that rabbit hole next time. And Pastor Barry, go find a scripture. Divergence would love that. This is what we're looking for is, okay, if Satan had the ability to do that, what trust dissolved so that he had that ability? What was father's trust with the angels? Mm. can i to ask a question to understand where we are we have to go back and we're going back to places and understanding trusts that were created where we never knew trusts were uh who had a question here carol uh yeah so you guys know the bible more than me and, and the only thing that i ever really remember was biting the apple but that whole event of the 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 apple being introduced and eve biting it what 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 led up to that was that you can't bite the apple like what what's that part of the bible or the scripture or whatever that said you can't bite the apple and she did anyways like well, if I could say something to that, okay. um, it said that the woman was, it says in scriptures that the woman was deceived, but the man was not. And that the serpent deceived the woman into looking at the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And she saw it as food, good for food. And so she was deceived into thinking it was just another piece of fruit. But the man, it says that the woman was deceived, but the man was not. So the man knew full well what was going on. And when she gave it to him, a lot of people think that they were in separate parts of the garden. He was standing there watching her do all this and willing to let her go ahead with it. And that's why when she handed him the fruit, he took it. He knew full well what he was doing and did it with full intention of becoming like God, which was what the serpent was tempting him with. So there was desire first. Desire leads to temptation. Temptation leads to sin. Sin leads to death. That's how death entered the world, through the, the desire that Adam had for that fruit, to be like God. And who was the serpent? What is the serpent? Satan? 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 
Okay. Sorry, I didn't know any of that. That's why I wanted to. That's why you don't ever apologize, Carol. Okay. Yeah, I know. Apologize if you don't know. Thank you. Thank you, Barry, and everybody else. So the only condition of the trust was don't eat the apple. That's the only breach of father's trust that could have happened. And that's why Satan could, that was the only avenue he had. Eat from this. You're going to know all things. And that's why we're having our brother Barry go and do some digging in the scriptures as far as when the first breach happened with Satan and father. Because there was a new trust that engaged before Adam and Eve. Because now Satan's in the, he's been, he's has dominion over the earth. Dominion over the earth, loved ones. What does that mean? He can do whatever he wants. He had the ability, he exercised it, and we fell for it. So we fell for it. We screwed up. Jesus comes back, initiates a new trust, and we walk our asses right back into Egypt. So this is why we're breaking this down, mashing it up so that we can start seeing what was supposed to be. We forgot what's supposed to be the original trusts. So then it becomes about, okay, now what's my position? Where am I? If that's what was supposed to be, I sure should be there. That is not happening in my world. What is? Okay. <laughs> Same sin trust. Ugh. Okay. Now what do we do? To understand that, we got to break this down a little bit more. So family, this one's not going to be a long one. If you have questions, we'll be in the background. Hash it out. Talk about it. This Friday, we're going to be moving into the elemental again. We doused you with equity. It's important for you to be able to understand this and not get lost, not get confused, that you continue to strengthen your equity wings. Or Satan's spells will forever keep you in his wormholes that's what he loves okay so we're going to be going back into that so if you have questions let us know uh Ravena is very highly qualified equity queen with divergence she's been a little quiet only because divergence is wanting to bring these these trusts in and this new information so family i'm going to pass it off a little bit I'm going to go and just take a little bit of a mental break and I'll let my divergence family here take over. Thank you. Thanks, Jody. I'm, um, I just read a question from you, Joanne, regarding resulting trust. I just Jody had said that I typed it in the chat. Just wanted to make sure everybody caught it. Oh, okay. I thought you wanted to ask the question 
Well, I don't know the answer. Are you wanting me to research the answer or are you sharing it? Oh, no, because I, I can share it. I put it on the chat, but I thought probably it wasn't uh, extremely clear. Okay. So when we set up a trust, and I'll make as an example of a general trust, for example, if I had as a grantor say that this property will be given to my daughter to use for her life, and when she passes, this property will go to her children. Now, what happened if my daughter doesn't have children? You see, so I'm setting up a trust with all beneficiaries, but the event, the way I laid it out in the trust doesn't happen the same way. So that results back to me. So that is a resulting trust. When the beneficiaries are not there, there is no who's get that, that results back to me. The results back to the grantor. That is a resulting. So we could say if the mother and father didn't intend to give the equitable uh, title to, you know, the crown, that would have been resulting back to us. But again, because we never claimed it or clearly claimed it, because we never set up a proper trust, that's why it was considered abundant. So they ne it never resulted back to the mother or the father because they actually never set up a trust. Okay. Judy. Just got to, uh, if I could, I'm wondering if we could get the, uh, the diagram of the original trust to have a look at again or not. And I love hearing Ravina ex this explain everything because I always learn. <laughs> the original trust probably Kim will be my, <laughs> more expert on that. I'll be sharing it in the chat so you guys can use it as a reference here shortly. Yeah. You're up, Ravina. I'm not sure if everyone has any questions. I can go through the chat or you just put your hands up and ask the questions and I'll uh, assist on responding as much as I can. No questions? Liam, you had a pretty good question. I was um, gonna say family, if you don't have questions, then you're ready for us to ante up your tests. If you don't have questions, family, it's shocking to us. Okay, so the question that I had was in question two of the quiz that we just did. I, I can't remember exactly what the question was or if we could get it back up. Um, I thought that the trustee, um, I chose a different answer than what was said to be the right answer because I thought that we can appoint whoever and they have to accept the position, but they can go to court after to no longer be in that position. Once we nominated or appointed them and when they received this, they can, they can say they don't want it. And therefore, because we tagged them, in order for them to be removed from the position, they will need to go to court. 
and they can happen immediately. They don't have to take any duties upon or any obligations. They can go immediately to court and say, I don't want this position. And the court will appoint, the judges will appoint a new one. So they can go to court before they even accept the position to say they don't want to be in it? Once they, well, once they receive it, it is where they refuse by going to court. If they don't so, say anything by acquiescence, they accept the position. So they have to accept the position and then they can go to court to change, right? That's what you're saying? They, when they receive it, that not necessarily implies acceptance. Oh, okay, okay. So they can, so, so they can um, like not go to court and say they don't want to be in a position before they accept it, yeah? Correct. Them receiving it okay. is a form of acceptance. That's that's good as gold. They just can't give it back to us. They can't be like, oh yeah, I don't want this. They can't give it to us. They have to go to a judge and say, uh, can you give this to someone else? Yes. So they're having it. They they can't hand it back, but they can go to a judge and be like, uh, someone else, please. Does okay. That so they so they can they can just um, before they accept the position as a trustee, they can go to court and say, I don't want to. I don't want to be involved. No. As soon as they receive it, they have accepted it. As soon as the mail is in their name and they have it, as soon as it hits the mail, they it's considered, considered. They're in accepted. that position. Yeah. They're in that position. Okay, so then shouldn't the answer, okay, I don't, I don't know. If that's true, then I think the uh, answer should be the one that I had uh, chosen. No. What, what did you choose? Sorry, I don't know what uh, did you choose. I forget. Uh, wait, no. Number two, I chose D, which I didn't write down what that was, but yeah. So it's if we had to consider this like a game, like tag game, now you can get the tag and then it's like that's when you get the paperwork and it's your name is there. Now you need to do something with it, but it's your name is there. It's imprinted. Okay, so we're just going to give some clarification. Here you go, family. Question number two is what if the person named as trustee didn't want the position? So this is what you're talking about, right, Jesse? Or sorry, Liam? Yeah. So you think it should be the person named is not allowed to do that. So yes here's the thing you're right but the better answer okay so your answer had a tinge of right that's right she's not allowed to do that you are okay. right but a judge would have to appoint a new trustee is the better more lined answer that's what we're saying so okay. it's always about looking at your options no she can't do that so she doesn't want to do that it means she has to go to court and get a judge to do it for her. Yeah, I see now that the keyword is want, didn't want the position. Exactly. Okay, so if she doesn't want it, it's not enough that she doesn't want to do it. Yes, that's okay. It's more important that she goes and replaces the trustee position because no trust can fail for one of a trustee, right? All right, brother. Judy. I was going to just add it to that, to Liam's question. 
So do you have an agreement with the trustee to begin with, so they will take on that position, or do you just nominate an individual for that position? So as we ex Appoint. the trust okay. is not an agreement, but it is a, an arrangement and a relationship. So once we create this new, this relationship, everyone has been put in their roles. And that is a fact that happens. So I get the role to be the beneficiary in the beneficiary list and someone gets the trustee. So now once they're in the role, they can go on the side if they won't be there or someone else can cover for them. They can't give the role to someone else. I mean, to back to me, but they can make sure that still that role is fulfilled by going to court and making sure that someone does and occupies that role if they don't want to do it themselves. I understand. I understand all that. Yeah. yeah, I understand all that. But when you appoint an individual, you name an individual. Is it a Correct. particular position? Is it a, a lawyer or, or, you know, is this yeah. something we have to do in our local area? Or this yeah. is what I'm so trying to get? In this part, yes, so you can choose the one that best is qualified for the purposes you use in the trust. Okay. So in our Jody's deed, we mm -hmm. it's, it's a bank situation, okay? okay. So yep. she has nominated the one more capable of in that realm to deal with banks because she okay. knows once she gives that to her, that will be taken care of because they're more capable of dealing with certain stuff. So depends on what is the purpose of the trust, you will be do giving that to the most capable of being the trustee, nominating that individual or person. Okay. So it depends what you're creating within your trust with whom yeah. you leave it. A point as your trustee. Correct. All right. Okay. Is it, do you have any more <laughs> questions? Yeah. I just don't know who I would appoint it to. That's all I'm just thinking. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. In, for example, in a bank, you yes. will have managers, you'll have CEOs, you'll have someone, lawyers that actually dealing and know how to deal with it. You can always mm -hmm. appoint the, the top position. And that top position will delegate accordingly based on how you lay out the trust and what they have to do. Doris. So in this case, yes, because Jody picked her being the most capable on that particular bank or. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Kim? Right. Yeah, Divergence just put in the chat Doris has the power to appoint other trustees. So if she has to deal with matters to which she's not the most capable and able, she can appoint other trustees to handle that. But then they go on to say if she wants her role as a whole replaced, then she has to go to a judge. So she's like the overseer and she can uh, uh, delegate areas that she is not quite up to par with. She can delegate to other people who have expertise in that area, but she's still the responsible trustee. They have to go back to her, wouldn't they? They... They don't have to go back to her when they are signed. When she delegates, for example, if someone is in, uh, in charge for making investments, 
I'm just okay, for this. Yeah. I Doris can give that job to them, delegate into them. They'll be responsible for them. They're not coming back to ask Doris, "What do you think about this investment?" No, because they are in charge. They are capable of making the best choice for that. Okay. Her okay. job is to pick the best one to do certain jobs. And once they delegate, they have full power to do and right. make sure that that job is done properly. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. <laughs> Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Anyone else would like to ask any question or have any questions? Um, I was just thinking about uh, looking over the, the original trust that Jody introduced here. And there's a few junctures that, that, um, that I took note of. And one was um, between the first event and the breach of father's original trust, um, the two bubbles there. Um, God asked them when they, when they ran off and hid themselves, God asks them, you know, where are you? And, uh, and then he asks them about the fruit and, and did you eat of it? And, and he gives them opportunity right there to ask for forgiveness, to say, I made a mistake, right? And we're given that same thing because we come forward now, we remember, and we're allowed to say, I made a mistake or there has been a mistake and I'm coming now in honor to correct this mistake. He gave them that opportunity and they denied it by Adam saying, the woman you gave me. She gave me the fruit and I ate. And the woman says, the serpent, he, he told me, or he beguiled me, I forget the exact words, but neither one of them are willing to accept responsibility and say, forgive me, I made a mistake. This is what we can come forward now and do with equity and say, I made a mistake. There's been a mistake. So I actually have a question and it's been coming up for a little bit. They said, forgive me for my sins. Forgive me for my sins. I made a mistake. Right. But it is only when you correct that mistake. You can say I made a mistake all day till you're blue in the face. But what if you never correct it? Well, yeah, that's the thing. You have to come forward now with correction. I, I've seen this be done before in, in documents, handwritten documents where they're coming forward and saying, I have made a mistake and I'm here to correct the record in honor. And then they present what was what was wrong and how they're presenting a correction. Um, and I think that's the thing that we have the opportunity here for us, where now we, we become awake, we realize what we've done, and now we're coming forward and we're saying, there's been a mistake and I want to correct the record. There is equity. There's the opportunity for equity. And I think God gave them that here too. They denied it. They blamed each other for it. So they didn't own it. They didn't own it. Exactly. And, and see, that's the part where we say we need to own that we are currently trustees holding that title to fix it, to give it back. They didn't exactly. even own it. They're like, no, no, not even mine. Exactly. But now there's one other thing, too, and that's in Colossians 2.14. It talks about how the handwriting, how the handwriting of the certificate of debt or of some call it the bond of ordinance held against us was blotted out. That Jesus blotted out that handwriting, that handwritten debt note against us was written right there at that juncture where they said 
where they wouldn't take responsibility, where they wouldn't own it. That's where the handwriting was written against them. The debt note was written right there. And it was held against us and death was allowed to come in. We could have stopped it or Adam and Eve could have stopped it and they didn't. And so it was held against us all the way through until Jesus came and blotted it all out and nailed that, that, uh, that debt note to the cross, as the scriptures say. Blotting out the handwriting held against us. This is a really, this is beautiful. Honestly, this is beautiful. I, I totally marvel at your revelation that you got in there, you and Jody both. This is beautiful. Divergent says, we love your excitement. Oh, yes. Yeah. That moment was when the sin trust, the sin trust contract was engaged. So yeah. if we if we know that Satan's world is very organized and we know how they have low vibrationally manipulated words and it's a maze, then these diagrams are going to show us where all these pieces are. Exactly. Because they had you know, they had to show us, they had to give us the answer and it's hidden everywhere in plain sight. Yes. But we're so busy going through the maze that this is going to help us break it down. See, but we have to admit our position within the maze. If we're like, no, we're not in a maze. We're just running around. Then how, you're not going to go anywhere. You're just going to keep going back, like a, going around like a rat race. There's so one I, more point. Sorry, go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead. There's one point more away. point. I think, I think, we have to take note of this and and I, I, for a long time it kind of i'm going to be honest here for a long time it kind of questioned me why am i doing all of this scripture stuff why are we so like it didn't seem to fit the puzzle but then i was praying about it and i asked the father about it and and what he said was you will be tested in all points like he was and I have a book that's probably about that thick. It's called Martyr's Mirror. And it's all these eyewitness testimonies and stories about people that were persecuted throughout Europe um, for their Christian faith. And, 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 you know, they were martyred. And it talks in there about what kind of testing they were going through. They, were, they would get priests would come into the cells and they would try to trip them up and get them to recant and then deny Jesus. And then after they were, they recanted, they would, they with the, with the promise of being freed, instead of freeing them, they would take them to the gallows and hang them, or they would take them to the stake and burn them or something in order to make sure they couldn't recant on their recant. And from what I've seen, there are still forces at work that control a lot of the political judicial areas of things and there's they call it the ministry of sin and they see canada united states really the commonwealth if not the whole world as a whole planet full of sinners and um they're they're worthy of nothing but death but if you come forward like what we're doing and talking about coming forward we're looking really to step forward back into life we want, we want to be recognized. Now, there's a scripture or a part in scripture where Jesus meets a leper. A leper comes to him and he wants to be healed, cleansed. And, and Jesus cleanses him of, of his leprosy. And he says, now, don't tell anyone, but go and show yourself to the priest. Now, what he had to do was when, when a leper was, when someone was, was diagnosed with leprosy, 
he had to go to the priest and the priest would examine him. And if he had the leprosy, then he was considered dead, even to the point where his family held a funeral service for him, even though he was dead or still alive rather, they considered him dead and they held a funeral for the dearly departed because he was driven out of the village and he had to go and live with the lepers in the leper colony. And, uh, and when he, but, but when he was healed, and scriptures talk about this in, in the Old Testament, when he was healed, he was supposed to come to the priest to be examined. And if he was, being, if he was examined thoroughly, then he was, he was said to be back alive and he could be returned then to the community. We're doing that same thing now with all this stuff, with all of this equity stuff. We are coming back in life. and We want to be recognized in life. And that's why we're going to be examined. Not only with our knowledge on, of equity, we're also going to be acknowledged, uh, uh, tested rather, uh, on our knowledge of scripture. I truly believe that. Because of everything I've seen from past history, there is this element that will be brought in to where they're going to ask you certain things. And only things like this are going to make sense to people. But even if you've never had any relationship with the Bible and no understanding, it's going to be a very, very difficult pass. I'm just saying this because I really feel that this is an important element and we can't oversee this. We can't look past it and say, well, there really doesn't matter. They just want to know my knowledge of, of, of equity and, 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 and the maxims. And there's more to it than that, I believe, simply by what I know from history. I hope I haven't scared a bunch of people, but I'm just saying, I really believe this, this is an element that really needs to be considered. So there's an element of that. And then there's equity eyes. And there's, there's many, many elements because you can know scripture all day long. Oh yeah. But, but if you can't see and energetically feel, you're gonna yes. miss it. Just like they have for centuries. Yeah, mm -hmm. you can see it. But if you don't understand it, if you don't know the spirit behind it, you're going to get tripped up on the words and they're, become, they're going to become uh, prison bars for you because you can't see through to the spirit world behind the words. Yeah, that's why they say you can't understand it. You have to understand and feel your way through it. Yes, yes. There's, mm -hmm. I'm just saying that there's an important element because the scripture says that he was tested in all points like we are. I think there's a, a flip on that because we are coming forward not only to the regeneration of the spirit and restoration of the soul, but we're also coming through the redemption of the body. And the Bible talks about the redemption of the body is the last piece. And with the redemption of the body comes new life. The Bible says, if the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwell in you, he shall quicken your mortal body. Well, how did he quicken Jesus' mortal body? With life. So we'll quicken our mortal body with life as well. Because temptation leads to sin and sin leads to death. If temptation and sin and death are all dealt with in the natural, then we end up with life and life more abundantly. And that's what Jesus said he came to bring. So we're talking about matters of life and death here. Really. Yeah. yeah thank you, Barry. That's exactly and, and, right. Oh, just for the record, Darren and I could not be agreeing more with you, brother. Oh, that's good. <laughs> just so you know, yes. Now, again, we need you to take what you're saying, though, and smash it up for us a little bit. 
speed it yeah. up, find some easier ways of explaining it, some diagrams, some visuals. And we also want to know about what happened. And this is where we, we call on you a little earlier. We want to know what happened when the first trust was broken, which is father's trust with the angels. Yeah. When there was a trust there, yeah. what happened? We want our, our, we need a little refresher on our, our Bible history. What happened where Satan and father had a breach? What was it? What, what was it that he said? I, I'm remembering a few things, but we need a little refresher. And then we're going to break that down for you, family. Because again, there was a trust between father and the angels. Yeah. And then Satan breached that, which created a new trust. Do you see how many layers there are to this family? Yeah. And going back is going to help us know how to move forward always so barry go grab us that sooner you get us that the quicker we can start smashing this out to the family okay find us some scripture brother okay i got it i got it i got <laughs> it already you. in mind love it thank you judy did you have a question i saw your you had your hand up it was it was more of um it sort of came to me as I was listening to Barry and how we've been going through the original trust with Father and how Satan was there. He was, according to what I understand, understand or know of, he was like the most beautiful, amazing, angel, talented, gifted, musical. And so he knew what the trust, what God's original trust in us was about. So he's created a mirror image and we get attracted to that thinking it's a good thing, not realising it's the mirror image, the fake one, not the true trust of our father that he has for us. And so we're living this life thinking we're doing the right thing, living in this legal, dead, disgusting world, not knowing that we're in an alternate universe, basically, of, of existence. And, and then and we realise as we get further on, and I think God is showing us through our equity eyes are opening up to the real trust and how all our lives we've been fooled into believing that the life we've led so far is the true one, but it's not. Just I might not have explained that very well, but that's what sort of came to me. Uh, Divergence agreed with you in the chat. They said, yes, Judy, the hashtag shadow. The legal is the shadow of the equity. Mm -hmm. We've been lulled into believing we need to be pursuing profit. And profit is the thing that has, tri has tripped us up and blinded us. And we've lost sight of our purpose. We weren't sent here to make profits. We were sent here to fulfill a purpose. 100%. And that's what's been coming to me lately, how in the church we've been told to look to a prophet. Hello, no wonder we're all lost and wandering because we're not going to source. Who's our only source of information? Yeah. Not man. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's going to be a time yet when the scripture that says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. 
there will be no limit to what you can do. Like Darren's talked in the past about the Jedi's and, and all that, like those capabilities, like think of what Adam was. Think of all the things, he, the capabilities he had, all the, the resources he had at his disposal, and he lost all of that. But God wants to restore all of that. As one guy said to me, and it's rippled through me, he said, 2,000 years ago, a little baby was born in a little manger in a little town in a little country in the far corners of the earth. And he changed the whole world. In a little planet on the outer fringes of the Milky Way galaxy are a little people and they change the whole universe. That's what God's sons are all about. That's their purpose. There's a whole universe. The Bible says in Romans 8 that all of creation waits with groanings for the manifestation of the sons of God. There is an entire creation waiting for the sons of God to emerge and take their place as the brethren of Jesus. Empowered, imbued with power. You're all little Christs. You know what little Christ means? Like the Christ means the anointed. And think of, think of a star compared to the sun. It's a very small little light. But all of those little lights are supposed to go throughout the whole universe and bring light to every dark corner. There is so much to do, and we have been so blind chasing things that were worthless. As one guy says, you talk about happiness, and he says, happiness is my approving of the happenings of the moment. So we've been running around chasing happiness, but happiness is fleeting because it can go from, from uh, elation to, to sadness in a moment. But joy, joy is different. And when we are filled, and Bible, the Jesus says that my joy might be full in you. So there's a fullness of joy that Jesus wants to bring to our lives, but there's a work that has to be done to bring us to the place where the fullness can be realized. And in that fullness of joy, there is no limitation to us. Just as there's no limitation in Jesus. Um, I'm, just gonna, sorry, I'm just going to read you what Divergent said. We need this on our live. Oh, yeah. The very preaching hour. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is amazing on many, many levels. So let's take a break. Uh, because I, we have I want to tell you one, I want to tell you one thing. One thing, because you asked me this specifically. You asked me about the book of life. Mm-hmm. And I sent you an article a while ago that was from 1946 that talked about the world system and their definition of the book of life, which is really the book of death. The book of life, everyone's name is already in it. Everyone's name is already in it. I can show you the scriptures that prove that. Our our names are all in it. The problem is, will your name stay in there or will you have it removed? Will you have Jesus blotted out, as it says in Revelation? Shall I blot your name out of my book? It's, it's whether or not your name will stay in the book. And Moses said, the, the book that you have written from the foundation of the earth, the book was written from the foundation of the earth. We're, all our names were all in there. They're still in there. The question is, will they stay in there? Divergence just put a little addition to that said yes we all have our names in the book of life there's just a cloud on it yeah whether you clear it 
is up to you. Yeah. But you will never be removed. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's take a little break. I know I need one and then we'll come back. <laughs> <laughs>